This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. At Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers, incredible offers, and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. WPHD-WPHD-HD-WOGL HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter always live on the free Odyssey app the revolution will be broadcast this is the next generation of talk now on talk radio 1210 WPHD Rich Zioli so can Donald Trump be president? Yes, it turns out he can. He actually can win the nomination for the presidency, and he can even win the general election. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Big hour straight ahead. But before I get into the latest thing, the Biden administration uh, does not support a permanent pause, it's saying, with uh, Israel and their efforts to rid the world of Hamas, who brutally attacked them on October 7th. However, they are trying to put conditions on Israel, but not not Ukraine. That Zelensky just gets a blank check. Whatever you need, pal. Whatever you need, because Zelensky has receipts and Israel doesn't. So that's the bottom line. Israel never bribed the Bidens. And Ukraine did. So did China. That's why we never tell Ukraine what to do. We just keep giving them money. That's why we let China walk all over us. Because Joe Biden is corrupt and he's corrupted by those countries. We literally have a president who was made in China. He's, and he was for sale and they bought him and now they own him. That's what we have. But I want to begin this hour with something that just reminds me of why I wonder. You know, like, I mean, is it worth sending your kids to college these days? It's something as a parent I think about all the time. My wife and I talk about it. You know, do we want to, you know, we, we put money aside for college, obviously. I can only imagine how expensive it's going to be by the time my kids get up there. And it'll be their decision. We'll try to guide them as parents as best we can. But you, you have to wonder, uh, is it a smart move these days? Is it better to maybe go into a trade? Like my buddy, Steve Travellini, who was over doing the plumbing. Like, I mean, he's, he's a very successful guy. His business is great. And, you know, he's a t- terrific guy. He's very happy. Um, his daughter went to college and she's up in Columbia, I mean, in Connecticut working. Uh, it really depends on the person, I guess. I don't want to say it's a general thing, but then I hear stuff like this and it makes me think maybe college is not exactly worth a lot of money. So, uh, there is a course that's going to be offered at the elitist Ivy league university, Harvard, and uh, already at least 300 students have been uh, have enrolled into the, the class. Matt DeSantis, as the official Harvard alumnus of the Zioli show, the only one, uh, would you like to explain this for us? Uh, yes. So this is a uh, – I'll just go to the news report. But basically, Harvard will be teaching a Taylor Swift course. It's supposed to be a literature course, so I'm not entirely sure how Taylor Swift's music ties into that. 
but uh, 300 students have already enrolled for it. So unless it's like a seminar class, that means they're probably going to have to write an essay explaining why they deserve to be in the class or there's going to be some sort of lottery. Um, But yeah, here's the news report. This is from WCVB in Boston. If you're a Swifty, you'll probably like this course. If you're a fan of Taylor Swift and literature, you'll probably love it. You can learn a lot from Taylor Swift and earn credits for it this spring at Harvard. It's a literature course, and it has a lot of songs and songwriting. The course is the brainchild of Harvard English professor Stephanie Burt. It's called Taylor Swift and Her World, and will focus on the songwriter's lyrics and creative composition and how they're connected to other page-based poets and authors. You know, William Wordsworth and Samuel Taylor Coleridge, who wrote some of their poems in the Lake District, which Taylor has visited and has a song about. The class is also a chance to study how Swift employs video, her social media, and stage presence, and even couture as vehicles for her art. News of the course is already blowing up social media. An estimated 300 students have already enrolled. I think it's really important to include popular music or culture into normal pedagogies to get students engaged, and I think that'd just be really fun. I think it would be really cool and to connect like different subjects to her music. At the end of the day, I mean, there's a reason people wanted to have a course on it, to have a discussion. I love that I'm you know, able to do this in a way that both gives people the chance to study and write about things they already love and maybe build some bridges to things they would not have otherwise encountered that they might also love. Students will be required to write papers, but they'll also be encouraged to express their impressions and analysis in more creative ways, like music videos. Well, that's about the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. So, uh, what is pedagogy? What did she say? Pedagogy? <laughs> Pedagogy? Yeah, that, Pedagogy. I said the same thing when she said it. I was like, what, what was that yeah. word she used? What, what, what the hell is pedagogy? It's sort of like the theoretical concept of, um, of learning. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. What did you say? I, Matt, can you do me a favor? Reach over. Um, I have to look Henry, up. reach over and punch him in the face for me since you're closer. Please don't. <laughs> oh, it'd be my pleasure. Henry's a big man. He can do a lot of damage. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. So pedagogy or pedagogy? Pedagogy. Pedagogy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Is it alternative form of learning? Is that what you just said? No, no, it's not an alternative form of learning. It's like the study of learning almost. Yeah. It's like, uh, so here's the exact definition. Uh, Method and practice of teaching, especially as an academic subject. All right. So here's the question. Would you say, would you take this course? Oh, absolutely not. For numerous reasons. One, I don't. It's certainly uh, you're not going to get anything out of it. I I don't think. Even the the uh, professor's description of the course, just because Samuel Coleridge wrote about a, uh, uh, I think she had mentioned lakes. I, I'm not familiar with his writing, but because Taylor Swift visited that same location, you could somehow connect the two. That makes no sense to me. And then secondly, because it is such a large class, there is a chance that those students are going to have to write an essay explaining to the professor why they deserve to be selected to be in that class. And you don't want that. It's either going to be that or a lottery. So I imagine wow. it'll be the essay because I think they could get enough people uh, suckered into like fighting for those I mean, spots. How, what would you even write? I'm the world's biggest Swifty? Like, how would you stand know. out? It's very unclear as to what this course is actually going to be about. It's a literature-based class, but I don't know. It didn't seem like there was much of a connection between Taylor Swift and um, and the the poets they were going to be discussing. 
Now, do you think that the uh, that Stephanie Burt, the biological male who identifies as transgender, uh, will be a, an, an easy teacher? If I were be if like if they say I was in the class, how do you would I leave the teacher a apple on? The desk. I don't, think, go, I don't think you'd do well in that class for numerous reasons. Yeah, and uh, mostly because you hate Taylor Swift. I imagine that won't be a popular opinion in class. Mm, true. It's Henry, good. would you take this class? No, absolutely not. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's definitely some other rubbish class out there that's along these same lines that I could probably take instead, and about something I'd enjoy. It's undoubtedly yeah. going to be an easy A, though. Oh, 100%. I mean, you, you think so? Yeah, you'll have to jump through through hoops in order to get into the class, um, just due to the, the size, but um, I'm guessing that once you're in there, you're getting a guaranteed A. Well, because if I'm being honest, there is rampant uh, grade inflation on Harvard's campus to begin with. Basically, everyone gets an A. I think the average score at the school is an A-, minus, and I think it's because all the students there... The, excuse me, the professors there don't want to hear complaints from the students over, like, a B or something. So pretty right. much everybody gets an A. Um, <laughs> and this class seems like a joke. So, yeah, you, you're guaranteed a, uh, you're getting a 4-0 when you leave this class. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, nonsense, by the way, you know, if you don't want to be, go to college, you could become – a shrimp man, a shrimp f- fisher boat man. How do you say people that go and, and catch shrimp for a living? A fisherman. What would you call them? A what? A fisherman. I don't know, but but I think you're like, shrimp boat Forrest captain. Gump. A shrimp boat captain, that's right? What, yeah, that's what he says, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's a shrimp boat captain, right? Shrimp fishery. I don't know. Uh, Red Lobster. I love their cheddar rolls that they have. Oh, Those amazing. cheddar. They, they are the greatest, right? Cheddar biscuits. Yeah. Oh, the best. Try to make them at home. It does not come out nearly the same. There's something about whatever grease, whatever chemical they use that is so delicious you can only get there. They have lost a lot of money, though, Red Lobster, the uh, very, very popular seafood chain. They had something called Ultimate Endless Shrimp. It was a promotion which invited loyal customers to indulge in shrimp. All they wanted for 20 bucks. It was launched by the seafood chain's parent company, Thai Union, as a way to boost sales in restaurants. For more than 18 years... Ultimate Endless Shrimp remained a guest favorite deal at Red Lobster, so much so that the chain made it a permanent addition to its menu back in June. That ultimately led to major problems. The company said in its third quarter filings, more customers took advantage of the promo, which in turn led to Red Lobster's $11 million loss in the third quarter of 2023. On this promotion, we don't earn a lot of money. At $22, we don't. The idea was to bring some traffic. That's what happened. Wow. That's a lot of shrimp. People ate a lot of shrimp. Whenever I see endless buffet or endless style um, offerings from restaurants, I view it as a personal challenge to make sure mm-hmm. that the restaurant loses money. So it comes as no shock to me that Red Lobster wasn't turning a profit on a, a $22 all-you-could-eat shrimp menu. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guests could choose unlimited garlic shrimp scampi, coconut shrimp, shrimp linguine alfredo, and plenty more. Hmm. Those all sound disgusting to me, particularly the... <laughs> Shrimp Alfredo. There's no way the shrimp Alfredo at Red Lobster is any good, but for $22, no. I'll scarf down as many plates as I need to. Well, that's how Olive Garden gets away with it, right? I mean, what is it? Endless salad and breadsticks? And that's what their scam is, right? Yeah, but that's not as good as endless shrimp. Well, that's true. 
My goal in life. I yeah, but, yeah, but you know these things are going to be, there's not going to be a lot of shrimp in the dish. That's why it's not just, you can't just give me a plate of shrimp. I just keep bringing me plates of shrimp. You've, they're, they're, what? You've never had the ultimate endless shrimp at Red Lobster? Before? I haven't been to Red Lobster in probably 20 years. Yeah, from what, I, I haven't been there in a while, but from never what I, I can remember, they'll bring you a pretty decent portion initially. And then as you ask for more shrimp, they start to cut back. So your, your portion gets uh, gradually smaller. Olive Garden does that too. Um, but yeah, you can sit there and eat all day. <laughs> uh, wow, that sounds delicious. But now, they the thing about Alfredo is that in Italy, they don't use cream. That's a fugazi. But every time you go to a restaurant, these chains, and you order an Alfredo or any other kind of thing, they put so much heavy cream in it. And that's done on purpose, you know, because it's a fat, and so it fills you up faster. So that's why they do these things on these endless things. They try to make sure that you fill up quickly so you don't want any more. Ooh, that's but sick. obviously, it wasn't working for them since they lost $11 million. <laughs> it's a lot, of, a lot of lost shrimp right there, I'll you know to, what I mean? I have to keep that in mind next time I go to a Red Lobster. Avoid the Alfredo. That way I can consume more shrimp. And maybe you should avoid Pringles while you're at it, too, uh, here on the food segment of the Zioli Show. Veteran Ohio defense attorney Jack Blakesley suspended for pooping in a Pringles can that he dumped at a victim advocacy center. (laughs) He's a veteran criminal defense attorney. Been suspended for pooping in a Pringles can that he then dumped outside a victim advocacy center, admitting he regularly pulled such stinky stunts to blow off steam. His stomach... Churning habit emerges. He was suspended from practicing law for a year with six months stayed in a 13 page state Supreme Court opinion shared by Court News Ohio. I mean, you got to be, you got to have some good aim to get into a Pringles can. Of, you, know, you know what I'm saying? That is so disgusting. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know. We should try to get that guy on the show. Yeah. Well, no. How about not? Are you getting the hookers on the show for me? Or the strippers? <laughs> they aren't hookers. They're uh, strippers. They're uh, exotic adult dancers. dancers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I had trying. hookers on the show years ago when the guy with the Bunny Ranch guy endorsed Trump. So I had him and some of his uh, his his working girls on the show back in 2016. The Bunny Ranch guy. And yeah, the, the guy owns a Bunny Ranch. Yeah, he and the bunnies. There was bunnies for Trump, and they they came on the show, not in person, obviously, and they invited me to come to the brothel if I'm ever out that way. I, I said thanks, now. but I got a better. You got a better chance of getting me in Red Lobster than you do in that brothel. But you know, I hate to break the news to you, but I'm pretty sure he's the. Didn't he win a local election and then die before he was sworn in? Was that the guy? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oof. So, Did I kill him? I, 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 don't, I don't know if that offer is still, uh, still any good. But you were going to get on some, uh, some, some, some working girls, some dancers. I'm not working girls, but they're dancers. Because what is the, what is the case here that we're talking about? Um, so that is a um, – basically the city was trying to take the, uh, the property from them. And it was in uh, – uh, there was a big dispute as to – I forget what – I don't have the article in front of me, so I don't remember all the details. Um, but yeah, they were at risk of losing their property. The city claimed that they needed it in order to build a larger parking spot or parking spaces for City Hall or something. Anyway, the strippers were fighting back, and I thought it would be nice to have them on the show so they could tell their story. But they haven't gotten back to me, sadly. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's a shame. Have we better things to do. 
I, I wish that they could join us. Well, you know, but you know, if I had a good producer, he'd actually you know get it done. You can't even get freaking strippers on the show. I mean, I'm not asking much. I'm trying. It was my idea to have the strippers well, on the show. Make, Trust me, I'm as devastated as anyone. Make sure you call them by their correct title, though, if you do get them on. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Because you, <laughs> no, I, you're right. It's a good point. It's a, it's you immediately point, went there to hookers, and I was like, oh, "That's well, right? You're right. Fair enough. That I don't want to dis- insult anybody. That's a good point." Uh, programming note: Tomorrow, I'll be filling in on Fox Across America for Jimmy Fallon, so you can listen tomorrow from twelve to three on the Fox News Radio program, which I, I believe is is heard on the Odyssey app. So you can listen to it on the Odyssey app. There'll be a replay. Or uh, I think a, a replay on Friday, uh, possibly, I'm not, or, or Saturday, I, I believe, or might maybe not. I'm not sure. But uh, either way, tomorrow, 12 or 3, if you want to tune in for that. And then I'll tell you about some other stuff coming up. But I do want to make sure that you know we will be back at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey, December 15th for our next live show. Maybe we'll have the strippers in person. You just never know. You never know how it's going to go. But one thing I can assure you is we will have a lot of fun. And the Grand Hotel is beautiful this time of year. Cape May is great for Christmas. It really is. It's gorgeous. It's all lit up. And we have just a, a wonderful time at these live performances. I mean, that's what they really are. They become live performances. You meet your fellow Zioli Army members. We have a great time. The hospitality of the Grand Hotel is wonderful. So it's Friday, December 15th, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Mark your calendar now and come out and see us. We're going to have a great time together. When we get back, uh, yes, Donald Trump can win. And yes, Donald Trump says left-wing lunatics are pushing for a return to more COVID restrictions. He's not wrong. And Anthony Fauci, Asanto Fauci, Anthony Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease doctor. You always have to say that by law. He is going to testify in front of the House committee that is looking into the origins of COVID-19. That's going to be a big, big deal. Don't go away. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right. Glad you're here today. 855 839 1210 is the number on Twitter. 
at Rich Zioli. Thank you for being here on the show. So uh, I've told you about the new pneumonia that's sweeping through China. I told you how I think that China very likely unleashed COVID-19 on the world as a way to get rid of Donald Trump. And I also told you how now the CDC is saying that there's new new variants out there, new variants. Well, the former president made a great point regarding what the left is trying to do. And this is what he said on his social media cut number 11. The left wing lunatics are trying very hard to bring back covid lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear mongering about the new variants that are coming. Gee whiz, you know what else is coming? An election. They want to restart the COVID hysteria so they can justify more lockdowns, more censorship, more illegal drop boxes, more mail-in ballots, and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies heading into the 2024 election. Does that sound familiar? These are bad people. These are sick people we're dealing with. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words, we will not comply So don't even think about it. We will not shut down our schools. We will not accept your lockdowns. We will not abide by your mask mandates. And we will not tolerate your vaccine mandates. They rigged the 2020 election, and now they're trying to do the same thing all over again by rigging the most important election in the history of our country, the 2024 election, even if it means trying to bring back COVID but they will fail because we will not let it happen. When I'm back in the White House, I will use every available authority to cut federal funding to any school, college, airline, or public transportation system that imposes a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate. Thank you very much. All right, there you go. Uh, good. I mean, I'm, I'm glad because en- enough is enough. You know, enough is enough. It's like I told you yesterday, uh, I've said it before, but the extreme tyrannical impulses of politicians like Gretchen Whitmer and Phil Murphy and Gavin Newsom all came out during COVID. You know, maybe tonight when Sean Hannity has on Newsom and and DeSantis, it'll be interesting to see how Gavin Newsom, who's now trying to position himself for a general election, how he handles the fact that he was a hypocrite during COVID and also how he destroyed businesses and was was a tyrant. In a primary, a Democrat primary, the more of a tyrant you were during COVID, the better for your chances of getting the nomination. But in a general election, it's the opposite. So this is the problem that he's got to try to figure out. And I'll tell you something else, too. You know, whether it's Gretchen Whitmer, or Phil Murphy, King Philip, the unaccountable, his royal rugness, or whether it is Gavin Newsom, they are all hoping that Joe Biden is not the candidate. They are all hoping that Joe Biden does not run. There's a story today that I've been teasing throughout the show today. By the way, Philadelphia is poised to pass a ski mask ban, a ski mask ban. And the measure has drawn criticism from some legal experts who say it could violate free expression rights and could be misused by officers stopping and frisking pedestrians. But they are poised to ban the wearing of ski masks in certain public spaces this week. It is uh, co-sponsored by 10 members, more than the majority needed to pass the bill. There are carve outs for religious expression and First Amendment activities like protesting. It comes as the council has raised a handful of measures aimed at showing its responsiveness to constituent concerns, especially around crime and public safety. But the ski mask ban has nonetheless drawn criticism from some. Now, I feel like these this is one of those things where, okay, it sounds good in theory. But if you are a criminal, 
you're not going to abide by a ski mask ban no more than you're going to abide by the law that says you can't have an illegal gun. So, I, you know, I, again, yeah, no, it, it's, it makes sense. It sounds good to say you probably shouldn't be walking around in a ski mask, but criminals, are they'll wait and pull it down over their face before they go commit a crime. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not exactly going to be a panacea here. And I also do believe you have a right to hide your face if you're protesting. I do believe that. Or at least wear a mask or something. You don't have to let the government know you're protesting against the government. That's why you should be able to do it anonymously. But, you know, like, this is the thing. I mean, they, there were several shootings were committed by people in ski masks. All right? I, I don't know if the ski mask ban would have kept these people from shooting people. You know what I mean? I don't know if that would have worked. I don't know if a, a ski mask ban would have kept them from committing violence. It, 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 again, it, it sounds good. It, it's like, yeah, it's a simple remedy, but is it, you know what I mean? Is that really going to solve a lot of problems here? I think that people are, are, if they want to cover up their face to commit a crime, there's lots of ways to do it. Hell, they just have to wear an N95 and then walk around and say, I'm afraid of COVID. You don't have to say anything, you know? Uh, but criminals are going to do whatever the hell they want. I think the answer is to crack down on crime. That, I mean, that, it's to be tough on crime. And that's not going to change as long as Larry Krasner is the prosecutor in Philadelphia, the, the, the defense attorney, not a prosecutor, the defense attorney. That's the truth. You can ban ski masks. You can ban guns. You can ban whatever you want. It's not going to work because if you're not prosecuting criminals, it's not going to work. And law-abiding citizens will abide by this law like they abide by every other law. So they won't wear a ski mask if it becomes illegal. They won't wear a ski mask. They, if they're cold, they'll do something else to cover their face. Uh, but <clears throat> what will happen is criminals will then just not wear the ski mask until the last possible minute and then put it on and then go, they'll then commit a crime and then, you know, uh, take it off. The only way to actually deal with criminals is not to pass feel good measures. It's to prosecute them and put them away. That's how you deal with it. And you give a great incentive or disincentive for people to commit crime because they know they're going to go to prison. So. Uh, Democrats are concerned about Biden's age and his poor polling. The story today about Trump that is from a very reputable far right wing site, Real Clear Politics. Just kidding. Real Clear Politics covers articles from all across the, the, the gamut of things. But this article was written by Sean Trendy. And he said there is a polling right now showing that Donald Trump is performing well in 2024. And 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 this is the big problem for the Democrats right now. Trump can win, not in a maybe if all the stars align and then Russia changes the vote totals way. Trump can just flat out win. As of this writing, Trump leads Biden by two point six percentage points nationally in the real clear politics average. This is Trump's largest lead to date, not for just 2024 ever. Put it in perspective. In 2016, Trump led Hillary Clinton for all of five days in the national real clear politics average. Each of those days in the immediate aftermath of the Republican convention. He led in 29 polls taken over the course of the entire campaign, 10 of which are recorded in the real clear politics averages as Los Angeles Times USC tracking polls. In 2020, Trump never led Biden in the real clear politics average. He briefly closed to within four points in early January of 2020, but that is it. He led in five polls all cycle, and that's it. Now, 
If you count the L.A. Times tracker as a single poll, Trump led in a total of 24 national polls. This cycle, he's led in that many since September. He's led in more polls in the past three weeks than he did against Biden in all of 2019 and 2020. Now, I know that we're all a little bit skittish on the accuracy of polling. True. But one thing that I think we can look at is state level polling, because I think that national polls can kind of be discarded. So let's look at state polling for a moment. In 2016, Trump never led in a poll in Wisconsin. He was never within more than three points of Hillary Clinton there in the state of Wisconsin. He led in a single poll in Michigan and a single poll in Pennsylvania. His lead in North Carolina never exceeded two points in the real clear politics averages, while in Florida, his largest lead was 1.2 points. Now, let's look at the difference in 2020. Trump led Biden in Florida briefly. In Arizona, same story. North Carolina was a little better for Trump. But in Ohio, Trump led in only six polls all cycle. He led in five polls in Pennsylvania and same in Michigan and basically same in Wisconsin. But if you look a little bit closer at the state polling today, Trump leads in the real clear politics average in Michigan for the first time ever. Pennsylvania, he leads for the first time ever. He narrowly trails Biden in Wisconsin, but has already led in as almost as many polls as he led in the state in 2016 and 2020 combined. His 0.7% deficit compares to his previous best showing in the state, a 3.5% deficit in August of 2020. In Florida, Trump is led or tied in every single poll, including some double digits. Arizona, he leads by five. Georgia, he leads by six. Ohio, he leads by 10. In other words, if you analyze this election correctly, Trump can win. Those are all states that he can win. Ohio, Georgia, Arizona, Florida, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. That's game over. That's game over right there. That's the presidency. He doesn't have to win Wisconsin. That's the presidency right there. And Democrats know this. Democrats know this. He, if, he, if he wins those states, he's going to be the next president of the United States. Now, that's why they're such an effort to try to stop him. But think of Georgia for a moment. Trump has a, a, a six-point lead in Georgia. Georgia's coming after him. He's on trial in Georgia, and his poll numbers go up. Trump is the, the federal government goes after him. His poll numbers go up. The state of New York goes after him. His poll numbers go up. See, here's my theory, and I've told you this before. I think the Democrats believed that getting Trump as the nominee – was their best bet to keep the White House. And I think that they thought that if they went after Trump, he would get support and that he would wind up becoming the nominee. What they're freaking out about, though, is that now they're realizing he's not only going to be the nominee, he can win. And they are stuck with Joe Biden, who is a terrible, terrible candidate, who's out of his freaking mind. I think Democrats always wanted Trump to be the nominee. I think they thought it was going to be an easy walk in the park for them. That's what they thought. And as Joe Rogan said in his podcast, and I think, I think he's spot on about this, the Democrats have no playbook. There's no cards to play. Trump wins unless they do something. This is what he said in his podcast. He was talking um, – uh, Matt, who, was he, who do you have on during this uh, clip? Do you remember? I'm not sure who the guest was. It wasn't someone I was familiar with. 
All right. Well, let's take a listen. Cut it. I think they have no cards. And they're looking at this this game, and I don't know. I think they're depending upon party loyalty, and they're depending upon Trump getting convicted yeah. and arrested. I mean, and in um, uh, imprisoned rather. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think it is. It doesn't seem. To, it just seems like it's a bunch of trumped up charges. No pun intended. Yeah, I mean, I just I, again, I, I I'm not a political commentator. I'm not an expert. It does seem like really like why are they going after him so hard right now when they could have done it. You know, like the, the the whatever the hotel thing or the valuation of the property from twenty years ago. It's bananas. Right. The valuation right. of the property is so obvious, so off what it should be. Eighteen million dollars for Mar-a-Lago. I'd buy it. <laughs> I'd buy it immediately. If that was eighteen million dollars, yeah. and you were the only one that was able to buy it. You'd be a fool not to scoop it up because you could sell it right away. You get a loan, and you can sell that right away for who knows how much. I mean, I think Forbes valued it. I think it was like well over seven hundred million, wow. and Trump thinks it's worth over a billion, and he might be right. That's what's crazy. It's a giant piece of property in one of the most valuable pieces of land in all of America. I mean, a house next to him down the street, a much smaller place, sold for fifty. Yeah, so it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make it's it's yeah. it does make sense if you if you want to look at banana public republic banana tactics. Republic, yeah. yeah, so they go after him. And he keeps rising in the polls. And not just the national polls, but the state polls, too. Their plan is backfiring on them. You realize this, right? I mean, their plan was pretty good. It was go after Trump and then boost him as the nominee. Because when you if they wanted to just ignore the guy, they could have and they probably should have because he's going to be the nominee. But instead, they kept pushing and pushing and pushing and prosecuting and prosecuting and prosecuting. And now he's going to be the nominee. So now they're stuck with the guy and Joe Biden's going to lose to him. Because like I told you, at the end of the day, nobody gives a damn about January 6th. You know what they care about, though? They care about where they were economically in January of 2021, not who was at the Capitol building. They don't care. They really don't. They don't care. People don't live their life thinking about January 6th. Despite the left's obsession with the high holy day of the left, January 6th, people don't walk around thinking about it. They can just go about about their day. But they do think of the fact that they need more money now just to have the same quality of life they had back then. So while people were riding at the Capitol on January 6, 2021, Americans were enjoying a quality of life that now they need to have an extra 11500 bucks just to have the same level of lifestyle they had back then. That's what matters more to people. So you see, now when I keep telling you that for Democrats, they all realize this is a problem. And that's why I think Joe Biden is not long for this world. I've told you I don't think Joe Biden's going to be the nominee. I don't see how he can be. He's corrupt and he's a terrible candidate and he's out of his mind. And can you imagine him on a debate stage? Could you imagine him debating? As bad as Joe Biden is cognitively now, how much worse does it get by the fall of 2024? Not good. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli coming right back. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. All righty. So we are at the end of the show, but don't worry. The great one, Mark Levin, will be up next. And tomorrow I'll be filling in for Jimmy Fela covering Fox Across America. So that'll be a lot of fun. So tune in for that from 12 to 3 if you like, or listen to it after Dom's show. Listen to it tomorrow night. Whatever you want. Whatever you want to do. Anything you want to do. Whatever you want. It's up to you. Anything you want to do. I'm just letting you know I'm doing it. That's all. So I have to let you know these things. So there you go. Uh, What else? We are pretty much almost out of time, but... 
Is there anything else I want? Oh, I wanted to get to James O'Keefe. Yes. Yeah, so James O'Keefe has a new undercover uh, video. You know, you've heard about these Chinese bio labs that are in California. Uh, is it true or not? Is it real? Or is this just a conspiracy theory? Well, James O'Keefe went there to look at this. And Daniel Sepulveda, a U.S. congressional staffer to Jim Costa, admits the illegal Chinese biolab poses a grave risk to public health and national security. Take a listen. We're doing an investigation to the Chinese biolabs, and the person that you were talking to um, actually works for me. About the Chinese biolabs, you're actually... You're actually on video uh, talking about them, talking about your boss, Jim Costa. You've been recorded as part of an undercover investigation. Yeah, I think they had uh, they had a recording of the guy saying, like, you know, I'm doing parts of this because uh, uh, to benefit the Chinese government. I, I I don't I think I saw like they had they had like uh, done a camera of, or they had like kind of secretly recorded him saying stuff. I mean, I knew for a few months before anybody else did. Did you? Yeah. We've known for years that China. China has been conducting numerous nefarious covert activities right here in the United States. Secret Chinese police stations, underground transportation systems for Chinese nationals, spy and espionage rings, the Chinese even buying thousands of acres of American farmland, some of it right next to our military bases. But those offenses pale in comparison to what we have recently discovered. Convicted Chinese criminals who are active members of the Chinese military are operating secret biolabs right here in small-town America, and they're handling deadly pathogens including Ebola, HIV, malaria, TB, even COVID. Deadly pathogens that could be weaponized and used against Americans at the drop of a hat. So does he think that it was like a bioweapon lab? Well, they don't know. That's what they're kind of, they're kind of like, how many, the questions are like, how many other people are like, uh, like creating like these like labs within the United States? So, well, what does your boss think about that? Like, does he think it's well, China? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, what does your boss think? Like, yeah. do you think that it was like more of a national security threat? Yeah, I feel like we, yeah. he does. Yeah. And Congress, with the help of the mainstream media, have quietly swept it under the rug. That is until one of our brave OMG citizen journalist American swipers went undercover to investigate and hooked up on Tinder with Daniel Sepulveda, one of California Congressman Jim Costa's top staffers. And on a series of Tinder dates, well, that top congressional staffer started singing like a bird. Amazing stuff. And I'll tell you, uh, to hook up on Tinder like that, it's no easy feat, by the way. You got to swipe, you know, you got to get the right magic has to happen there. But what he (laughs) wound up admitting was he said, uh, you know, this lab could very well be exactly what it is. So take a look. I mean, the question is, how many other people are creating labs in the United States? When Fauci goes before the House Oversight Committee, those are going to be some of the questions. You know, is did your agency fund the Wuhan lab? We all know you did. You know, be honest here. And what about other labs across the country? And what are they doing with these labs? And are there dangerous pathogens that are being played with in these labs? You know, the story from Vanity Fair, and I give Vanity Fair tremendous credit for this, Vanity Fair went there and Vanity Fair looked directly at the question of 
How did the United States ignore the warnings that were coming about the Wuhan Institute of Virology? And you're damn right we did. We absolutely ignored those warnings. We ignored those warnings, even though the Secretary of Energy, Deputy Secretary Dan Briette, Dan Briette warned the United States of America that the Wuhan Institute of Virology, they were playing with coronaviruses and the Chinese military may be involved. So uh, hopefully we'll get some answers out of Asanto Fauci when he appears before the committee. That will be nice. And I hate the royal family, but I will say that uh, Piers Morgan is he's naming names. Piers Morgan has a new book coming out, and he's a bombshell book. And it turns out that the royals, who are all inbred, by the way, were all asking troubling questions about Archie's skin color. Hmm. Imagine that. On Wednesday's episode of Piers Morgan Uncensored, the British broadcaster revealed the names of the two royals who allegedly had concerns about the skin color of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's son, Archie, which were accidentally mentioned in Dutch copies of Omid Scobie's new biography, Endgame, Inside the Royal Family and the Monarchy's Fight for Survival. King Charles III and Princess Kate, wife of Prince William. Harry's older brother. They apparently wrote private letters to, uh, and, and, and I guess they questioned uh, Archie. They didn't like the fact that he had brown skin. Hmm. Well, I, nothing surprises me about the royal family, and I hate them. I always will. And I won't forgive them for burning down the White House. What? What? I hold a grudge. What can I say? It's not, I know it's not healthy. From like 1812? Yeah. Yeah, I know, but... And I, I know they've been friends and we've, you know, we've been friends and everything, but um, I still, I still blame them for, I, 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 it's hard for me to get over things. It takes me a long time. It's what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? So give it another 200 years and maybe I'll, I'll get over it. <laughs> fair that's enough. Fair, that's fair. Friggin' Royals. And they're all inbred too. You know, they really are. What? <laughs> I mean, they are. well, King Charles with those sausage fingers. I mean, how that's, I think that's a sign of it, right? That or, of, of that being or inbred? Else. Yeah. Yeah, well, I agree with you 100%. No doubt about it. <laughs> what? The science portion of the Rick Seoler show. <laughs> yeah, don't take yeah, any just science advice science. from me. <laughs> no, Henry, you sound like a scientist. You really do. <laughs> what? It's good. I was, thinking of, I was thinking about a career change. And I think, you know what? Scientist <laughs> might sound good. Well, as a scientist, do you concur with what Dean Phillips said about Joe Biden? He thinks that Joe Biden should smoke some weed. He uh, thinks that Dean Phil, this guy who's running, I guess, the congressman, he thinks that Biden should smoke some weed. How do you think Biden would do on weed, out of curiosity? <laughs> I have a coughing fit and hack up a lung and probably have to <laughs> He's room. always coughing, right? <laughs> also, you show some respect towards Dean Phillips. He's going to win New Hampshire. Well, he's the only one registered. <laughs> uh, I mean, the only one who filed, right? It's just him and Marianne Williams, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, by the way, Marianne Williams is a psychic. Doesn't she know she's going to lose? Why is she running? By the way, there were some photos of her at a recent uh, town hall event that she hosted walking around barefoot. No socks, no shoes. Well, that's what they do, those mediums. All right, have a great rest of your night. Mark Levin is up next. Keep the conversation going on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. And we're back with you tomorrow from 3 until 7. Thank you. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 